like, are you from Tahoe? Yes. Like legit Tahoe. Yes. Paradise. Um, yeah, thirty-one year old me, yes, but kid me, no. Yeah, it's beautiful, but it, I can see it. it. I can see being a good place to maybe grow up or maybe end up, but maybe like you're trying to skateboard and like there's fucking snow and a beautiful deer in my way. Hundred percent, yeah. That yeah. was my thing. There's like, no graffiti I, on the I sick waterfall. To, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, there was like a water tower around our house that yeah. we would like do graffiti on, and yeah. that was it. You know, like yeah. not taking it any further than that. I mean, not even doing graffiti, just spray painting. Yeah, being a kid. Of, yeah. It looks like fucking Disneyland up there. Like, when I go up there, it looks like I'm at California Adventure. Like, their depiction of it mm-hmm. looks pretty good. It's it's great. Yeah. I'm going to go up there at the end of the month. Yeah. see my parents for a couple days. Are you going up there, like, now? Today? Fallon? No. No, 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 no. Not no. quite? No. Yeah. Uh, end, of, end of this month, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cool. How often do you go tattoo. up? Um, I don't know. Fallon sucks, so yeah. I try not to go that much, but... I have really good friends there, so I need to go and see them. Yeah. Uh, but at least once a year because they have their anniversary party, and I'll go work that for sure. But um, I'm they are they were getting a sign made that mm. I'm gonna go pick up after this actually, and then I'm driving that out to them, mm. and then I'm gonna go see my parents and then make my way yeah back home. How'd you meet your mentor within tattooing? Um. So, my. My original plan mm-hmm. was, before I knew anything about tattooing was, you know, when you're getting out of high school or whatever and you're like, oh, I need to go to college or what am I going to do? Mm. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to go to college mm-hmm. and I'll get a part time job mm-hmm. and then I'll apprentice in between doing all that. And slowly but surely, like the more I kind of started learning about tattooing and I went to go check out where I thought I wanted to go to school. I ended up hating it, like, when I stayed there longer. What were you going to go to school for? I didn't go to school. I didn't get that far, thankfully. Okay. Um, it was, so you were just going to do, like, general whatever? Yeah, it was just the thing, you know? Like, yeah. everybody's like, you need to go to college after high school. Hmm. And um, I went and checked it out. I was like, I don't want to go here. That was, like, my only plan. So Right. And I was kind of tattooing at the time, like, not in a shop, just messing around. Right. Tattooing my friends or whatever. And my mom bought me my first kit. Off Sick. eBay. Mine was um, off eBay too. Yeah. Did it I come on that a, guy, that black? I, think iron, I have the fucking case. Iron workhorse. And I have a funny story about that too. <laughs> iron workhorse. It's um, <laughs> funny. So yeah, my mom bought me that kit and I was tattooing my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um she was actually the one that was like, Why don't you go to the shop? Because I'm from Kings Beach. There's a shop, it's called Lucky Seven, still mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um my mentor owns it and still yeah. runs it. It's cracking to this day. Um, she's like, why don't you go in there and just talk to them and ask them, you know, what's up? Cause you know, just see, just see what's going on. I had no clue. So I just went in and was like, Hey, I want a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. What do you like? What do you mean? What do you, where's your stuff? You know? So I came back, showed them some things and they're like, okay, well, um, you know, and at this point, I was only talking to my mentor's wife. She was she used to be like the front man at the shop. She's a piercer, and um, she's like, "Okay, we'll go and uh, you know draw me." I don't remember how many they told me to do, but like, mm-hmm. go draw me like ten roses in different styles, like fully colored, and bring them back tomorrow. Okay. And it was kind of that game 
for a few times, you know, maybe That's a good. week or so. They're just like, keep doing, you know, they're like, go do this and mm-hmm. kind of get out of here. And then I kept coming. I did it and I kept coming back and coming back. And then eventually they're like, nobody usually actually does the shit that we're asking them to do. They're like, so you can hang out for a little bit. What You know, you can chill, sweep the shop or whatever. Right. And, uh, and I did that for a little while. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, you you got to meet my husband because this really all depends on if he likes you or not. And that that's my mentor. Okay. And, um, yeah, for whatever reason, I guess he did hate me. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. I was in there. Her cosign probably helped, though, too. That's good buffer. Like, all right, this kid's been coming back. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was scary, though. Yeah. The, um, so my mentor and I are, like, cut from totally different cloths. Um, so it was just it, I was just immersed in like this totally different world environment. Yeah, and it was yeah very cool but very scary at the same time. Um, and then like I was saying about my kit, so I had iron workhorse machines, and I was I remember I was in the back, and this was I was seventeen when I uh, was starting to hang out in there. I wasn't even eighteen yet. Damn, that's sick. Um, I was like, you know, they're like so you know you're tattooing like you do you have machines or what and i was Mm -hmm. like yeah i have machines i was like i have workhorse irons and they're like no you don't i was like dude yeah i have workhorse iron machines and they're like you're fucking stupid there's no way you have workhorse iron machines and um i'm like i'm like fuck you guys yes i do they're like okay go get your shit and bring it in here and let us see it um and looking back at it now it's funny because who who knows what you know like i would have expected them to mm-hmm. now take it and you know break it or right. not give it back to me or whatever you know because i was scratching mm-hmm. so i went and got it showed it to them and they're just clowning the fuck out of me because it's <laughs> iron workhorse it's <laughs> yeah. not actually you know workhorse irons machines so that was funny and then my mentor for whatever reason was like he's like man these are fucking pieces of shit yeah and i'm like oh Okay, like, you know, you don't know. I'm yeah. like, they kind of make tattoos. You know, they mm-hmm. work for me. He's like, I bet you I could tune these up and make them, like, run really good. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead. You know, if you want to mess with them, go for it. So he, I remember he fucked around with, like, the liner or whatever and was tuning it, playing with it. And he was all stoked on how he got it to run. He's like, man, and I could do a fucking tat with this thing. And then I was like, you tattoo me if you want, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah I was... 17 not old enough and he ended up tattooing my thigh what'd you get that night it's like a little rose oh classic Uh, yeah yeah super small Mm -hmm. i think he just outlined it because i remember i filled it in like later down the line that's but it was cool he didn't i didn't pay for it yeah um it was just like a cool little first experience had you already thrown tattoos on yourself at that time yeah the first tattoo i ever did was on myself yeah so bad. what was it it was an octopus on my upper thigh <laughs> that was so embarrassing I would, a tattoo i would never ever get now yeah i hate nautical stuff i think i have a little octopus on me i'm pretty sure i did it um i have a little tiny one i think that my mentor did back opposite oh, sick. a little like a little mine was pretty big really like, i went yeah i think it was like oh shit this big but it was i had it really high up on my thigh so that my boxers would cover it so my parents couldn't see do you remember that that dude like he was in all the magazines back in the day uh, Mike DeVries, like the like the realism guy. Oh yeah. 
Do you remember that chess piece you did on that bald girl jinxie? She had a color realism octopus went across her chest. I think so. It was that like sounds, it was like orange. That or sounds whatever. familiar, yeah. I remember like that blowing my mind. Like it was on all the magazines and he was so clever. Like he would he would like find the movie poster for like Godzilla and like tattoo that image before the movie even came out. Oh shit. So it'd be like trending on whatever websites and blogs and it'd be in the magazine and uh he was really clever and ahead of his time with marketing of like doing those tattoos at the right time yeah. and then doing them as good as anyone could possibly do them at that time sure. and uh, them not looking like tattoos and blowing your mind. I remember that was the first time I was like, that doesn't even look like a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And then now it's kind of why I don't like him because it doesn't look like tattoos. But yeah. I remember at first I wanted a giant Pacific Ocean octopus cross my whole front. Damn. Tattooing was oversized at the Imagine time and crazy. That, for real, so right glad now. I didn't, dude. It would just be blasted over with. Yeah, a just a giant backwards T-shirt fucking tat. You know, like I, it's just I don't know. It's hectic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, no disrespect. That dude's fucking talented. I just, uh, yeah, just I don't know that I'd want to wear. It, you know, taste, totally. yeah, yeah, he's great. I couldn't do any of that shit. Yeah, yeah, fucking incredible. Like, yeah, I remember that was. I remember I messaged him on MySpace, and he like wrote me back. And I was Ooh. a little kid, and he wrote me. I, it was some small talk, but I was like, oh, he wrote back. Ooh. Yeah, you know. Important. Yeah, it's really neat. It's like a celebrity. I, I didn't know I'd be like a tattoo or even think about that. Even when I started tattooing, I just, I, I just thought it was punk rock. I was just like, I'm a, you know, I, I sew my, I paint my patches and I sew them on, and then I, I, yeah. I pierce myself and I tattoo myself, and yeah. it's just, it was punk rock. Totally. Know? Yeah. DIY. Yeah, for real. So then, uh, so, how long were you there before you scooted on down to San Diego? I think I worked there for three years. Okay. Yeah. Um, give or take. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And then you went down to, where, where were you at first, Church of Steel, or where'd you go first? Yeah. <laughs> I know your fucking resume. Yeah, dude. I know you. I met you like a year after My that, or two days. years after that, I think, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, 20, I think I, think I met you 20, 2016, 2015, yeah. 2016. Um, so I quit Lucky 7. I quit where I was apprenticing at. Um. Just because being an apprentice is hard. You're young. Yeah, it was that. And then there was a lot of pressure because the shop is very family mm -hmm. oriented. It was it's a very it was a very strange dynamic. Um, and I think that they wanted me to be like the the young dude that learned there and then that retired there, you know, mm -hmm. where they could retire and I'm the shop owner. Right. And I had totally different intentions and I didn't know, you know, when you're young, you don't know the politics of oh, yeah. tattooing, like, yeah. like where, um, you know, if you're going to learn somewhere, obviously they want you to work for them and make them money. Yeah. I didn't get that at yeah. the time. You know, I didn't understand that because I Absolutely was just same. a kid. You know? Looking back now, it's like, oh damn, they gave mm. me everything. And I, I didn't even totally. really recognize yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, thankfully we're on good I've tattooed the fuck out of Russell and yeah. we're good friends now. Everything's cool. It's all squashed. So that's good. But, um, I had to quit cause I was just dealing with crazy anxiety and like, mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't doing good working yeah. there. So, and I needed to leave. Um, cause Tahoe's kind of like, it can be a black hole. I think like if you're born and raised there, it's just, it's good to get out. You yeah, know? I think it's, it's like a, a it's almost town. like an island. There's just nothing. Yeah, it's so comfortable that you don't want to leave, mm -hmm. and that's bad, you know. Yeah, to a certain extent. So, uh, we had a falling out or whatever, and um, 
it was uh russell's a scary dude yeah he's like you tattoo anywhere near here he's like i will find you and i'm breaking your hands you'll never tattoo again yeah and i was like okay respect i'll go to san diego yeah um, what's the farthest i can go in california yeah totally <laughs> i don't even know why i chose san diego i had no connections down here whatsoever yeah um i had no friends or fan well so i had grandparents that used to live in san diego and i think like i used to go visit them and mm -hmm. i just liked it down here so maybe that's was like oh yeah i'll go there um but i had a buddy that i lived with up there that wanted to move as well so we like caravaned down here oh, cool. and like i remember we like camped under an overpass and shit when we were like we had nowhere to go we were just kind of scouting stuff out looking for i was looking for work and then we were looking for a house to rent so we were kind of going back and forth and then finally moved down hmm. and then i met i don't i don't know why but i don't remember how i met that dude from church of steel mm -hmm. but he um promised me a job for whatever reason um like he was like yeah for sure you have a job here so when you move here let me know so i worked there for a little bit only place i've ever been fired from i got How'd fired, you get fired? At Steel. um you don't have to say i'll say i don't care run it it was um <laughs> the shop was set up weird anyways it's more of a piercing shop that it, did tattoos right yes 100 yeah. percent. already weird mm -hmm. already not my thing yeah um so it was ran where the dude was in the front we were all in the back we were unable to talk to our customers until we were tattooing them basically so mm -hmm. we were it was just you're just like i don't know i don't even know how to explain it other than that it was strange you're so, flipping crabby patties in the back yeah thank you yeah i'm working on a mcdonald's so yeah. he comes back and he's like hey there's somebody that wants a tat blah 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 they want a cross i'm like okay cool and then he goes but and then they want a name with a banner and wings and blah, 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 blah. And they only have this much money. I'm like, oh, well, it's not enough. You yeah. Know? They want too much. Right. And um, basically he's like, so you're going to you're gonna let these people walk out? You're not going to tattoo them? I was like, no, dude, they don't have enough money to get tattooed. You know? Yeah. And uh, that, was, that was it. He called, he called me a princess and then fired me that Damn. evening. Gave me my drop. Damn. He said, good luck, princess. <laughs> I like that line. It's a good line, though. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the only place I've ever been fired from. But um, that's okay. Then after that, I went to Midway Tattoo, which mm. was also in San Diego. And uh, that's where I learned how to tattoo, for real. Because yeah. it was like a real walk-in shop. It was open till midnight, I think. At least 10 or midnight, I can't remember. But yeah, um, it was some late-night shit, which was cool. And it was right across from MCRD. So we were always busy and there would just be huge groups of uh like drill sergeants mm -hmm. um they would always come in in like groups of six or like eight they would all want to get tattooed that day um so it was just high paced you've got to be good like learned how to tattoo for real yeah exactly like i i learned a lot working at lucky seven but here it was like you're getting your chops up type yeah shit, you know um worked a lot of hours there i painted a lot of flash at that shop and um yeah that's where i like really i mean every shop that you work at you're obviously gonna like oh yeah i learned a lot of shit there but that's where i like i like was getting less green 
Yeah, know? fast track a lot of stuff. Give you that like efficiency. Like give you those tricks to not. I was getting my hours in. Yeah, there. for sure. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So that was really cool. I worked with a bunch of really good dudes there that I'm still super good friends with. Um, yeah, that was a great spot. And then from there, um, then I ended up at Sailor's Grave for mm-hmm. a while. Um, that was cool too. I learned a lot there. I worked with a lot of cool people at that shop. Met a lot of good people. Um, San Diego was rad. You know good, when good when place to live. when I was working with you down there, I feel like you changed uh, you changed how I how I booked appointments after seeing the way you booked appointments. Why? What did I do? Well, like I feel like um, you would kind of get in there early, and I respected that. And then you kind of, you always had appointments. And so they're like, oh, I want to get a koi fish with water. And you would, you would go and you draw the koi fish with water. You might draw a couple rough ones. You're not finishing them up yet. Cause they're going to want to alternate change. It might be flipped around different sure. direction. It might be in a different spot. They might have sent you the wrong arm, whatever. Cause they took a selfie. Mm-hmm. They would come in and then you'd be like, all right, that's what I got for you. And I remember there was a couple times where they were like, oh, I was thinking this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. I can change in the back real quick, this and that. No, I wanted this. And show you some shit that wasn't accounted for, that you didn't have time booked for. Yeah. That was like unreasonable at the time. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. I can get you in. It looks like I have time in three weeks. You know? And they're like, well, I want to get tattooed today. It's like, will you book time for today? I drew you what we're doing today. This is what we agreed upon then yeah. for today. And now you changed it today. So I could book you for another day, you know? Sure. And, um, and they'd be like, oh, well, okay, okay, I'll get, I'll get the thing. Which, of course, they wanted the thing. They liked you. That's why they picked you and your thing. Yeah. They were just having a last-minute like sure. thing or they were looking up shit. They were, they were going off in the wrong direction, yeah. running astray from what they came in for you to get that day. And so yeah, you it's do- exciting. They're just like, well, maybe I need to add a little – Right. I'm already going. Maybe I can just throw a little something extra on there. But you were able to like stop them in their tracks without being rude. And you're able to mask it under being reasonable and make it make sense for them. And then you're able to sell them the tattoo. And every time after they don't get it, they don't see what we see. They're not artists, right? That's why, sure. they're, that's why they're like coming to you, but they would always leave stoked on their tattoo. And I did things the hard way. I didn't know how to book appointments. Like my mentor was old school. He'd been tattooing for generations of people. They came mm-hmm. to him. Like, I want to get this portrait of this person. And he would, you know, hand stencil it, tattoo it on them. Yeah. There wasn't really, and it, he had books for everything. Like he, like I want to get a cross. All right, get the cross book. And then he get that cross book, get the real picture of that rose put over, boom, sure. custom done. Yeah. And he would put his flair on it as he went. And they just trust him because he'd been tattooing for 27 years at that time. Yeah. And, uh, and I would see, and I was drawing him over about see Marcos Filigran draw these big line drawing things and color studies. And, and it, it would be kind of doing too much like for them, but we had time. Sure. And then Tino, finally Tino would just be able to like, he was a machine. He was just constantly drawing lettering. So he could draw it on the person. He could whip up five different, you know, fonts or typography, hand styles, whatever you want to call them. Um, so I didn't really have an example on, on how to like draw for an appointment that was accessible to me. And I felt okay. like I would have them, um, I think I'd have them like DM me and we go back and forth more than we probably should. Sure. And then they would send me all the images and I wouldn't know what they liked about each one. And I wouldn't know how to mitigate it or how to narrow it down. And so it'd be a lot of back and forth. I drew this. Can you change that? I drew this. Can you change that? Blah, blah, blah. And then it just felt like as I started getting busier, it's like, this is far too much back and forth for one person. If I'm going to do totally. three tattoos a day, I don't have time totally. to do that. And yeah. so 
seeing your process made so much more sense. I'm like, well, and the biggest thing was like, well, you don't show them beforehand. And you're like, no way you can't. Yeah. And I was like, well then how do they know? And, and, and it's, it's like an, in the moment thing, Yeah, you know? And I think it's like a, I think confidence has a lot to do with it too. You got to kind of just be able to tell them it's like, look, like you said, it's like, dude, you're coming to us. This is our Mm -hmm. job. Like I want your tat to be better than you want it to be. Trust Mm -hmm. me. And you need to listen to me because it's going to be, the more you listen, the better. I'm the professional. Totally. Yeah. Without, you know, and you can't, you can't be a dick when you tell them that, but you got to no, be you nice. Worded it, you and, worded it right. Where like it changed my shit. And so then after that, I think I would, I would draw so much toward it. have to draw anymore. So it's like if someone wanted to get like a scorpion and I had time, I'll just draw scorpions all fucking day. Sure. So I come in and like to book a scorpion, like, all right, this big 200 bucks. Yeah. All right, cool. And then they come in or they want to see it in advance. And I would just be like, oh, I'll show it to you when you when you come in because we don't know how it's going to fit. I want you to get set on something that doesn't even fit. Like you buy some yeah, pants, put them way. on, they don't even work. That's you know, let's figure it out together. You know, I get really lucky. And a lot of people don't ask me. Well, I mean, I don't know how it used to be. I don't really remember. But now nobody's like, hey, man, can I see my drawing? Cause but that that's that's confidence because I have that now. I, but, well, but you, but you, but you give them because honestly dude yeah like i said i i'm either drawing it on or i'm getting to the shop like an hour before your appointment and i'm drawing your tat yep i'm not drawing your shit two weeks before yeah i'll tell them that too it's like if i'm doing a couple tattoos a day so i have 30 tattoos this month how can i draw them all up yeah, at 30, that moment you're you're 30 people back in line yeah so exactly and, and shit changes i had someone cancel me this morning mm-hmm. thank god i wasn't drawing shit you know yeah. what i mean dude Anytime I get ready mm-hmm. before an appointment and draw, like so even the day before, it's a curse. They don't come. Yeah, it happens every single time, yeah. and I'm not even exaggerating that. Yeah. It's happened a couple times this month. I don't do it. it. Does not work for me. Well, since I got so so since I got so spe- specific on where things went, and because I remember before I didn't really have that because the clients like I want this here, okay, I put it there. Before I started changing how I worked in that regard. Um, now it's like if I do draw the thing they want, it's not going to fit where they want it. Mm-hmm. So nine times a 10, I'm just like, I want to know roughly how big of the thing they want to get is, how their budget is, what they want. And then if they if they send me the bootleg offline, you know, then maybe before the appointment, I'll I'll trace their thing line for line. I'll do mine. Mm-hmm. And then I'll pull a cool one off the wall. And I'm like, yeah, you can yeah and I'll be like, all right, both. cool. Here's what we got. You know what I mean? And then, dude, honestly, more often than not, the spot they show me doesn't even work. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to work at all. Man, oh, this, they kind of screwed that a little too far over. It's so much easier to just wait until they're there in person. Exactly. So we end up just figuring it out then. Yeah. And so then it becomes like people... It's more organic too. I, that's, I like doing it that way because, I mean, I work better under pressure. Mm-hmm. Always. I don't know why. But... Well, you're also inspired. Like you, like, I think even like, even just drawing before the appointment, it's like, you know how you're going to shade it. If you draw some shit six months ago, you're like, why would I even draw it this mm-hmm. way? Even a week, dude. Yeah. I, I'll look, if I drew something yesterday and look at it today, I'm going to probably draw it different today yeah. than yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, and when they're there, it's just like okay, it's time, it's go time. You know, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. fuck around. My customers in the lobby. Yeah, I need to draw their tap and do it. And over time, once you do it enough, like if they're coming in you for if they're coming to you for say an eagle, like you know what they want because you posted what they wanted. Like you know what eagle they like. You sure. have eagles. You're like cool. Here's my eagles. You yeah. know what I mean? Like here's the menu you pick from. Yeah, it's always weird when it's like oh I want an eagle, but like I don't want it. 
like how you do them. Right. You know, because yeah. I've had that too, and which For is sure. cool. Nope, yeah. That's fine. Whatever you yeah. want. But it's like, well, why am I tatting you then? If you're right. But uh, on the other side of that coin, it's like they're paying. So I think also a lot of people to give to give them to to play devil's advocate to be to be client client advocate today. I'll say that I think that they don't see style. They don't perceive that. So what I mean by that is like when I first started liking tattoos, like I love the Simpsons, right? So if you show me four Bart Simpson tattoos and one's like some weird, you know, new school warpy, like four yeah. different fucking yellows for no reason. And then one's like a punk rock stick and poke. And one's like one line from line from the show. Mm -hmm. I'm going like all of them. Cause I like Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah, true. That's right. To put it. So I don't like yeah. tattoos. I like, I like Bart Simpson and I want a tattoo. Sure. How you do that's up to you. So I think you could, and I have some good friends like who will have like one of my best friends has some like shitty, like traditional rose on his Apple watch, like screensaver. So he has like, a little rose on his wrist. Yeah. And I'm like, who did that fucking rose? And he's like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I got cool roses. Like why don't you put on my fucking roses? Like well, I just found a rose put this on one, there. This one's cooler, dude. Yeah. Sorry. But it's a rose. Yeah. It's outlined. Sure. What more do you want? Yeah. It's just a rose. Right. So you we have see to. It, we see it different. We see it different. Like, and that's a problem. We can't expect them to see what we see because they're not in our position to be able to perceive it that way. They're not staring at roses all day. Exactly. So I think um, I think the problem when you're more green in tattooing is that you give the client uh, more credit than they deserve. Like yeah. you, you they go got, back. You think they. Control. You give them the controls. You think they know best. When in all reality, they don't know how to tattoo. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? So then I think once you've, once you've been in this thing, I don't know, let's say four, five, six, maybe five or six years, a good amount of time to be able to understand that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you, at least that's the amount of time it took for me to like, to get on the other side of that. Sure. You know? Totally. So now I think the booking thing has gotten easier for me, but I think, um, but yeah, sometimes it can still be, still be tricky. I just too much, too much back and forth. It just, it takes away yeah. from the tattoo that day. Yeah. It's yeah, totally. Yeah. I wish there were more walk-ins. I know. Yeah. I like it just straightforward. Me too. I like not knowing what I'm doing and I like there to be a line of people all day. Yeah. I don't want to, I didn't get into tattooing to like plan my life. No. Like I'm not like, I don't want to schedule my life months dude. in advance. Me either. It's it's really stressful, and yeah. that's another reason I think why when I uh, do have stuff booked, I don't like. I try not to look mm -hmm. until that day because oh yeah, I'm not gonna draw it before. Yeah. And if I'm like yeah. fuck, I have ten appointments this week, which is great. Yeah, but it's it's like it's like a burden on well, you. Well, it's like you you bought it, you, just, you bought my time. You didn't buy yeah. my month mind space leading up to that time. Totally. So I'm not gonna give you that time because you didn't purchase like every single waking moment until yeah, that time only a couple hours yeah so so i'm not like and that happens all time friends you know my wife we got going on tomorrow i'm like i don't know about it tomorrow like i don't i, I don't have it's, time for it yeah it, i think it's just been so much easier yeah um, to do it that way yeah because when i moved here like i have a cool little office at my house mm -hmm. that i was like i'll get up early and i'll be able to draw my appointments and mm -hmm. like i can do all my stuff in my room mm -hmm. um i just do it at work it's yeah. just easier and Dude, I haven't painted one thing in this room. I have like a big old light box there. I mean, I have every fucking book. Yeah. And it's just like, this is not, I don't know. I, I was I, sick last week and I was very productive. I painted a sheet of flash and a huge painting. 
and they oh, came sure. out cool. I was very in your office inspired in my office. Yeah, that's good. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of paintings I've started. Like I've been really slack and I have a hard time like allocating my time. Like I'm very like extreme. Like, mm -hmm. so I found that when I started doing maybe a, maybe started maybe a year ago, if I have like, I know that I'm not going to accomplish all my goals. So I intentionally set too many of them and then, I'd, and then I'll, talk about them I'll repeat them I'll I'll get after them and I'll only accomplish a couple but if mm -hmm. I'm really realistic and I know I'm only like complete a couple then if I only set down a couple I may not even accomplish them so I put too much on my plate yeah that makes and sense. then and then it's like it's never enough but I still achieve doing something more than most in a weird way you yeah. know so like and it's like sometimes I'll be like okay I want to do I want to do yard work today but I also need to organize my garage today but I also need to edit a video today but I also need to draw for a tattoo tomorrow but I also need to get this product done in the house and I might spend a fucking I might go pick a weed and spend an hour picking weeds but I'm like damn that was productive picking all those fucking weeds so if if I get like off on a tangent instead of going no 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 I don't have time for I'm supposed to do the other thing if my brain is like focused on that then I just do that Sure. Because I know I'm going to be way more productive being honed in on one task rather than like nitpicking and like, and, uh, and like, what's the word I'm looking for? I might accomplish none. I might just lollygag my whole way through the fucking day. Sure. Yeah. Lollygag's the word that pops up. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to lollygag when you're off. Yeah. So I don't know. I try to like, wherever my focus is, I, I try not to like deny it or fight it, you know? Yeah. Sure. If, if my day, if like some days, like I remember once go paint flash and I was kind of like, I started lining out a sheet and I got really into like lining it out and I had a bunch of designs, started spacing them out. And I'm like, I could totally finish that flash sheet today mm -hmm. or I could line out fucking 12. Damn, and then man. when I want to paint flash, yeah, you're ready to go. Exactly. You know, what's funny is my, um, I did a back yesterday. I lined my buddy's back mm -hmm. and my flash painting extravaganza started because I was like, okay, I'm sick. I'm going to be productive. And I need to at least start compiling some like reference for like cool images to put on this back. So I was in my room just flipping through books or whatever, looking mm -hmm. for stuff. And I had a piece of paper out. So I was like sketching some stuff or whatever. And then I ended up drawing other designs that had yep. no correlation to this dude's back at all. And mm -hmm. I got nothing done for him. But I painted a really cool sheet of flash. See? So it was cool. I'm that it, way too. I need the person's back in front of me to know what it needs on it. I know? never get that. It's all digital for me. Yeah. But I get a picture at least. Yeah. So that helps. It's just hard to like, it never fits the way you want to on your iPad on the person. You know? But you got to have to, if you don't always have big subject matter, you can figure out background and shit once it's on and stuff, yeah. I suppose. I did draw it on my iPad and it fit really good. Really? Yeah. I got it on first shot, first try, made the stencil without him there, which was really ballsy. Whoa. But I was on a time crunch yesterday uh -huh. and it was perfect. Huh. It's crazy. Have you ever used any of those, like, those weird digital bodies, those warpy? No, that looks crazy. I don't feel like it'd work. Me either. I, I know the my stencil cool machine thing, doesn't print out like this. Like, how do I like that? The only thing that? I think that would be good for is like, learning to draw background on maybe like mm. on the on the spots that you don't get to see yeah like the important places i have know? a real hard time understanding like the the panel of the arm like this and it wrapping to the armpit exactly on paper <clears throat> yeah on human exactly. 
okay, cool. Big spiral there. Clouds yeah. burst out, whatever. But, but I, I, I can't, I have Getting to draw it's a match where there's not like a seam, like yeah. going down the back of the arm of like yeah. wind bars that are just like, uh-huh. that's the hard part. Yeah. That's where people don't practice, you know? Cause it's easy to like, like you said, you can draw a cool swirl. Man, I feel like I'm such a client in that. Like, I feel like I, I can never, like, see that wrapped around. I have to just draw it on them. Yeah. Because it, it's not going to – you can't go off your drawing. It's not going to work. The first time I ever seen that was, like uh, – I remember when I was I, I was guest buying and, and Dan Smith did, like, some – this girl got, like, you know, flowers for her kids, like four flowers. Mm-hmm. And he had it, like, you know, drawn out to be able to wrap. And he like went boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what? How's that make sense? And she came in and he like drew a line on her arm and he like stuck it down and it wrapped around and it fucking worked. It was like a tailor. Like he just tailored it like that fool knows how to tap. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like a, a formula. Yeah. I don't know it, but I need to learn it because it would be cool to like. I saw it and I still kind of was just like blown away by it. Even the way, like, you know, this is crazy. So I remember like. Um, he was kind of tripping on my process because like, I would just like put all my line drawings across the bench and then they would just go pick it out. And he's mm-hmm. like, damn. So they just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, you don't know what you're tattooing? I'm like, Oh, well they're, they're getting something like this. And he's like, they just pick from your thing every time. I'm like, yeah. And that's, he's like, well, if you need cool, to change though. it, I'm like, oh yeah, I just, I just change it, whatever. Yeah. But then he had an appointment and this girl got this tattoo with like a, uh, it was, it was like a, a family crest. And then they each had like a soccer ball and then a football and then like a, I think it was a wine glass for her or something, yeah. but they had like their things in it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the type of idea where they're like, Oh, I just want to get this one thing with like a lot of ingredients in this bag that don't fit. Yeah. And I would really pull that back and try to convince you into just like, if you want 10 tattoos, let's give you 10 tattoos. Like you want a yeah. sleeve. Now yeah. we know how to make a sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. And you know, when you watch like those shows like LA Inc. and, and uh, Miami Inc., the client be like, I want this, this, and that. All right, just give me 10 minutes. I'll be right back. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's really that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got it like that. He's that like, amount okay. of time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I gotcha. watched that happen. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. And I remember, like, I kind of like was like, oh, really? You're going to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, you know? And I was like, damn. Like, I, I asked a question which I think he perceived as stupid of like, man, how would you, why would you do like that? And he's like, I'm a tattooer. It's my job. Yeah. They want that. I do that. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, should be. yeah. And I feel like, um, I feel like Tim Beck's had that too. Like he could really do that. Like I worked, I worked with him for a week and this guy came in and he wanted like a, a suit of armor down his arm. You know what I mean? Like a, I don't know, fucking Viking or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do they call those the, the, on the horse? The, the, a knight? A knight. Yeah. A knight. And he like wanted this like textured shit. And he just drew like a line down the arm and like some V's where the, where the shit was going to go. And then he set up like that dude's machines. He had a toolbox at least like, I don't know, man, hundreds of machines. Yeah. Like he couldn't pull the drawers out of the way because his, his shit would tip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I'm going to use this Neotat and then uh, this old Mickey Sharps and I'm going to use this for the week. And yeah. it, no rhythm, no rhyme, can tattoo with anything, any sure. fucking time. Any, um, I think that dude was oh, the best dude. walking tattooer oh my God. Um, ever. Yes. Like yes. A, in our yeah. generation of tattooing, uh-huh. like that could, dude could do... Yeah. Anything to make it look cool. So he did this guy's arm. He priced it, a, I don't know, appropriately. Maybe it was like, I don't know, 800 bucks, 900 bucks. It was big, right? It was big. Yeah. And it's something that someone could totally overthink. They could totally look up 
you know, knight shining armor images. This wasn't his first fucking one. He's done these things, obviously. And, um, and you know, I'm doing like a little $200 tat. Yeah. I think I did like two appointments, like 200 bucks each, 300 bucks each, something like that. Banged out whole fucking half sleeve on this dude. Mm-hmm. And he just like lined it, bam, 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 and then he just did like a, a bunch of soft shading with a big mag. And then he had a, the rotary and skipped across skin a bunch of dots and gave it the beat up texture. Yep. And he made it like so easy. Like I was looking at it so wrong and he had it figured out so right. And it just, it fucking it still blows my mind. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Tattooing made easy. He had all the tricks. Yeah. Yeah. But just enough. Dude, it's kind of like. Just enough tricks. Have you ever seen people when they like, uh, I saw this happen with someone. They went to go do a walk-in of some, of some lips, right? And to me, I'm like, okay, you don't, you got to look at it. You got to look at it negative flipped over. I could just, I, when I, when I do them, I can just like, I have the shape of the lips and I could just, the lines are where the creases are going to be. And it's pretty mm-hmm. easy. I could bang out some realistic lips like that. Right. But I watched someone working with me. They traced out the negative spaces rather yeah. than thinking about just the space you would tattoo. They're thinking about the untattooed space. They're yeah. thinking about it. I guess the way you'd perceive it. And to me, I'm like, no, 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 it's all wrong. And, um, I told them afterwards, like, why didn't, Think about you should have told me. I'm like, ah, oh, you had it handled, whatever. But there's a lot of that stuff where we're just not looking at it right. I think. Yeah. You know, totally. and it takes it takes time and experience. That's the hard part because yeah. it's got to be. You can't overdo whatever the image is, and uh-huh. then you got to do just enough, right, to where it is what it's supposed to be, and it looks cool. Yeah. That's the hard part. That's what I think is cool about like the the newer black and gray guys. Like you know, my mentor's generation would lay out every every single scale of gray, right. Whereas in say like, uh, you know, like say a veto, right. It's very black, gray, open. Like, yeah. like you're not accounting for every single scale it's and it looks more strong. Way. Yeah. And the it's like, it's is just crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it, it looks more real than the photo. Sure. Like it's just like, it's yeah. so much more impact than it being soft and blendy. It's everything was like before everything was like as smooth as you can get it. As yeah. smooth as you can get, brush it in, brush it in, brush it in. And now dudes are like, black open skin and i'm like oh shit they yeah. can get them done it's gonna look way better down yeah. the road absolutely you see i mean especially down here everybody's yeah. got some washed out black and gray shit on and it, them, that's you know? it it just looks like a gray arm yeah it's just a gray arm yeah it's like yeah i got this two drop in there it's like yeah, oh, yeah that's gonna look real good right real soon right you know you know a crazy thing i had i don't know if you had this but i remember when i would see um when i would see like fresh black and gray tattoos and they were like inflamed and red and swollen. They're kind of sepia looking. Mm-hmm. And you almost like you would know, okay, that tone of red is that tone of gray. Yeah. When I first started seeing tattoos, I liked them better that way. Oh yeah, me too. And I'd be like, whoa, it's Remember like when they made the ink set that was I do. Like a red hued gray wash. I don't know who used it, but I, I did see that. Uh, I remember my mentor buying it and really trying it on people, yeah. How'd it come out? I don't know. Yeah, I'll say Probably the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, so fucking. It's just a gimmick, you know? Yeah, dude. So, I remember, like, I remember I got a portrait of my arm. I was like, well, I wish it would just stay like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when Instagram came around, um, and, like, people would, like, everyone's photos were, like, redder. Or they'd use the X-Pro2 filter. Yeah, Shit was, like, like fucking nasty extra, looking. Like, yeah. deep fried as fuck. <laughs> and I feel like now everyone knows to, to dink down the saturation or fuck it, go black and white with a photo. And then sure. now you can imagine it articulate it, healed, whatever yeah. you won't catch redness on Instagram now. No. Yeah. 
It's almost like tattoos don't bleed anymore. Yeah. But back in the day, bloodier the better. Right. I know it looks more authentic like that. Yeah. I hate that shit now. Like if my tattoo's red, I'm just like, ooh, I won't be yeah. caught dead. Not I got that one. I was yeah. going in the archives. Right. Yeah. I'll wait for that one to heal, but it's gonna heal yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But that's another thing, right? Like if if you can only see that if if all your detailed gray is just orange irritation, is it really fucking necessary to put it in that way? Like is it yeah. really in there? Like yeah, it's probably if you have to explain healed, it, it's probably not gonna be there. Yeah. Because you know? it's so light. You that's should have to explain your tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why the black, gray, and skin works great because it's yeah. like you have your shadow, uh-huh. you have your mid tone, yeah. That's a lighter shadow, yeah. And then you have your light, yeah. And that's it. And the light never changes. Mm-hmm. The black's probably not going to change, and then the gray can get a little lighter, yeah, over time, and it's still there, and yeah. that's good. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, your body, your body can't break down the black that much. Your black will become dark gray. And your darker, you'll become medium gray. And your medium gray, you'll become light gray. And your light yeah. gray won't be there. Exactly. You know? So it's just like, if you think about it like that. I you know. When I do a black and gray tattoo, whether it's, well, especially when I'm doing a traditional tattoo, mm-hmm. I'm doing black and a medium gray. Yeah. That's it. One thing. it translates I, better. I, I completely agree, but I feel like it only translates to like certain imagery. Sometimes it can look unfinished. Because like, if you were to think like, okay, my, my green, brown, red are all medium. Yeah. And then my yellow is going to be light and then my open will be white skull fucking. All right. But some images like it just looks like production flash, which has become its own look nowadays. Yeah, totally. But I feel like, um, I don't want to look unfinished. So I find myself doing weird tricks. Like I might have like overdoing it almost. Yeah. Sometimes I, I feel mean, like, like a fresh black and gray traditional tack can mm-hmm. look overdone, but then when it's healed, yeah. it looks done. Yeah. Cause it's like, there needs to be something there because you know there should be some color or something there. I definitely have to have a wash in it. Back in, I remember like maybe 2013, whip shading was super popular. Mm-hmm. Like not like so Mike much Chambers anymore. Whip shading. Yeah, for sure. But there was even like that whip shaded Instagram. Do you remember that? Oh, it was yeah. called whip shaded. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was a com- competition of like the more texture you can get. Yeah. And it was like, I want everything to last. And I, I've gotten away from that where it's like, I want some stuff to fade. You know, I want delicate parts to be delicate. I want bold parts to be bold. I want to be okay with that blowing out, but I want to anticipate that fading out. And there was tattoos where I'm like, I could only use black. And so I don't know why I fucking got that rule in my head, but I'm like, you know, okay, I'll just whip the black lighter, but it's still fucking black. If it's in the skin, it's just going to be, it's going to be black again. It's black. Right. And I'd be better off making that light area, just water it down so the body can break down a little bit and it could be in there and fade rather than blow out thicker. You know, like I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather some of this delicate stuff be delicate and some of this bold stuff be bold. But if everything's black, if everything's bold, then that tattoo looks really fucking old, really fast. Yeah. You know, um, I have a skull on my knee that my mentor did and he used straight black uh-huh. and it's super smooth, light gray. It's crazy, yeah. but he learned to tattoo yeah. uh, on vacation. So he's but got, I, he was, you know, but I also feel like, I feel like if you don't have super soft skin, you can't get that. Like that, that, that technique wouldn't work on a tough hand. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you gotta have like, you gotta have the, cause I mean, not, not all skin can like hold that skippy sure. whippy light. Yeah. You know? so, and some still spots, has to get in the dermis. Some spots it just grabs. Like it's just gonna oh, go yeah. in whether you want it oh, to yeah. or not. 
even Dude, if you're doing it super yeah. light, you know? And there's, and re- like, oh, shit, I think no matter how long you're in this game, there's always mystery within it. Like I did this, uh, like the Peter Pan silhouettes on my wife's leg, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're flying up or whatever. And I did, and I did it like just bold, like five round filled in with a liner solid. And then I did like some single needle, like little twinkles, like finessed it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the silhouettes look the same. And, th- and then like out of the twinkles, a couple of them like disappeared. Couple of them were there, and a couple of them blown out fat as fuck. But they didn't blow out till like six years later. Like oh, wow. they, it was a fine line for a long time. Crazy. And then just one day it was just like Yeah, one day it just done. popped. Yeah. I'm done. I mean it's just like shit hit the fan. Dude, it's crazy. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Like so so after uh so after your time at Sailor's Grave, you decide to move to Fallon to be closer to home mm-hmm. with Johnny and you open up uh loser in love. Yes. Yeah. And then you, you were part of that for how long? We, a couple years. Uh, I think I lived in Fallon for like four years. How was that? Mm, it was good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you're so isolated. I mean, it's almost back to like why you left Tahoe in a way. Totally. Yeah. It was a small town for sure. And it definitely had that vibe and it took a while for it to like, feel like that because mm-hmm. you know whenever you move it's new yeah. at first and it's kind of exciting and different and fun um but eventually it got very like it got very small towny yeah and um it, it it's so small where it's like you go to the grocery store and and it was really busy there yeah i tattooed a lot of people in fallon so you go to the grocery store and it's like you see like five of your clients so kick me down with with the the idea behind deleting your Instagram at that time. <laughs> um, I don't really know. Aside from the fact that I was like, was it a flex or a mental breakdown? Uh, or just... Probably both. <laughs> yeah. I think that it was more just like all these people, like I was in SoCal. That's when I started my Instagram uh-huh. originally. And I was like, okay, um, all, all these people are probably from Southern California. All mm-hmm. my customers are from Southern California. Nobody's going to come to Nevada and get tattooed. Um, and I think I was just kind of over being on my phone and the right. whole Instagram thing. Who knows what it really was, but I was just like, fuck it. I'm just deleting this fucking thing. When you deleted it, were you like, was it like, a, uh, or was it next day? Like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> fuck. Um, I think I was fine for a while. It didn't yeah. matter. It was kind of nice to not have it, but then it was like, okay, well we're opening the shop. So now we need a shop Instagram. And then the mm-hmm. shop Instagram became like my instagram yeah for sure and then i was like well i might as well make another personal instagram so yeah it wasn't long i think i didn't have one for like maybe a year or two that's a long time in in like today's time i don't know i mean i remember that i tripped out on that so you had a good like i don't know i feel like i think i have more followers than i do now i think you're like 20 or 25 you had something you had a number i'm slowly crawling back yeah but Instagram is tough, dude. But back Hard. then it was a bigger deal. Like the engagement was for real because there yeah. wasn't as many people on the platform to begin with and there wasn't ads on it yet. Mm-hmm. So if you had 25,000 people watching, you had fucking 25,000 people watching. Yeah. Now if you have 25,000 people yeah, watching, matter. you have 500 people paying attention. Yeah. Totally. You know, but back then I felt like, I felt like you might as well have been fucking famous with that amount. So like to delete it, it's like, oh shit. I fucked up. Yeah. I kept it. Yeah. I sure. like that. See, that's what I wanted. Yeah. But whatever. Who cares? I feel like the, um, I think that the engagement isn't too different now. Like contrary to what I was kind of saying, I feel like, um, when I look at 
like, I think people aren't tapping anymore, but I think it's still they're still on their fucking I'm phones watching doing that. Yeah, yeah, because you're just going, 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 going. Because that that's that's how that's that's the new dance. That's the TikTok, the real, the mm-hmm. the short is is just going, just watching it. It's just watching it. Because there's tons of stuff like, oh, I like that, but you don't like it, or don't comment, or don't follow it. Because why would you? It'll pop up again, whatever, you know? Um, because when I look at my, um, when I look at my Instagram, like it, the likes are not. I used to rely on them. Like if I don't, if I get any less than this number, then I'll like delete it. Like it's the sure. greatest hits. It's just got to be this, you know? Yeah. And now it's like a back piece might get a hundred, and then like a walk in might get five. It's it doesn't you matter. Yeah. It's just one day they'll like throw you a bone, and they'll be like, okay, we'll let. A couple extra people see this and yeah but but no that's where it's bullshit that's where you're wrong when i look at my analytics people are fucking looking like i get like the monthly impression like people not they're just not tapping yeah Yeah. that's exactly something oh it totally is in your name it totally is but 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 you but you want to see that number to know that they were like you know what i mean i even see it with like with my i have like a youtube channel memberships where like there's like people will pay monthly to watch like my old archive videos that aren't public and videos I'll post early without an ad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and videos I just won't post publicly at all. I'll just post there. And I, I mean, I'll get like, I have like 55 people on there and they'll all watch it yeah. and they'll be like, you know, 10, 12 thumbs up and there'll be like one comment, no comments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But like they, they don't need to show their support. They're already fucking paying 10 yeah. bucks. They watched it. But it's like, yeah, they watched it, moved on. I mean, when's the last time you left a comment on a Netflix movie you watch? It's just not something you do. It's, sure. it's like a, it's an added thing. You almost have to beg for people to. Yes. I do, I do. I'm totally guilty of doing this. I do it all the time, but I will post something on Instagram mm-hmm. and then I share it to my story and I say, like my pit, like my post, comment it on works. it, send it to your friends. Sometimes it does. Yeah. But it's like my, my loyal mm. friends and like. Same people every time. Yeah. But yeah. it's like. I'll be like, post an emoji on my, it's fucking lame, but it's like, what are you supposed to do, dude? That's the game. Yeah. You got to play it. It yeah. sucks. I hate playing it, but it's Well, like, if you're going to wave, you want someone to wave back. Like, how do they, how do you know they're even looking at it? Totally. Yeah. yeah. But if they comment on it, then uh-huh. it pops up on their friend's page. Cause it's like, oh, so-and-so sure. commented on your foot fo- on this photo. Yeah. And then maybe they see it and click on it, but whatever. It's I think word of mouth is, is still king, but, but even that like social media is just an extension of that thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, you know, your, your time in Fallon was kind of coming to a close. You're kind of over it. And, um, very, and you wanted to make it down here. Like, did you know that you want to come back to Southern California? Um, were you open to somewhere else? Yeah, I was totally open. I just wanted to move. It was just kind of like time for the next thing, Mm -hmm. I think. And, um, we didn't really know where we were just kind of both down to leave. Um, I like SoCal. It's cool. Was it scary to leave because you didn't have that following that you had before? Like, ooh, will people know where I'm going next? Um, I mean, you were already building it back at that time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about that. I, I was prepared to be slow, I think. That mm. was like, I was ready to be slow wherever we ended up. But like, yeah. Abby's from the East Coast, so she was like, I would move back to the East Coast. She's right. like, maybe we move to Texas or mm-hmm. like we were thinking uh, somewhere in the PNW, like mm-hmm. all these random places that we had never been. And I was like, yeah, you guys don't g- travel that much. Just out East visit can't. family, her, and then back out here, huh? It's tough to travel. Yeah. For me. Got oh, and the dogs. I have a, I have a zoo. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough. Um, yeah. But yeah, SoCal just made the most sense because it's so close. Like my parents are still in California. So hmm. 
Stay Where are they enough. at now? They're in Tahoe still. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. But it's better than us being a plane right away, you know, because I can drive up to Tahoe and be there in a day. That's true. Same day, you know, nine yeah. hours, eight hours. Do you think you'll ever end up, like, back in Tahoe? Like, like is it people, like, come back to the, like, you know, place they grew up? If, if I could swing it where I'm financially set to where I could live there, because there's no tattooing there, yeah. you know? I'm sure I could tattoo there, but I would not be busy busy i don't think i don't know seasonal it's a weird, thing it, it is and it isn't because there's local people that want to get tattooed there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of money in tahoe um in certain areas you know like people that are doing the blue collar work maybe in the future i mean everyone who has tattoos they're going to be the bosses of tomorrow and they're exactly. going to have property up there so maybe the totally. old rich people that have the porsche maybe they also want the tat yeah i would uh i would live there again yeah um it's great yeah. But also, it's like when once you live in Southern California, I think it's really difficult to live somewhere else. It's true. You get so spoiled. I agree. Because um, it just works for me. Here. Everything's here. Love it here. Yeah. I love SoCal. The best. Yeah. Can't beat it. So then when you move down and you, you're at Poor City, Santa Ana? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you work in any other locations or just Santa Ana? No. Uh, they offered... Like, when I got the job, they offered um, to maybe do, like, walk-ins at a different spot mm. um, at, at Long Beach or something. But um, uh, luckily, I didn't need to do that. Yeah. It was pretty, like, because, so when I was trying to move down here, it took about a year to find our space. Mm -hmm. um, and I was coming roughly, like, once a month. I would come down for, like, a week, stay, work, and then look for a pad. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I kind of know people... Like, I didn't have a huge group of people down here to get tattooed. Right. Um, but the shop was a little busier than it, like, with walk-in stuff. So I was doing walk-ins on my guest spots, kind of making connections, mm -hmm. customers. And then um, when I got here, it was kind of like I was already working at the shop. Mm. It wasn't a huge wait, you know? Like, it, it was good. It's been steady since I bought, since I got here. Well, I feel like when I used to guest spot, it's almost like you got to put out the thing saying you're going to go mm -hmm. and then you leave and like, oh, do you still have time? You're like I already left. Yeah. So it's that like happens. you already kind of came enough times. So they probably already thought you were there. Like you already kind of, totally. you kind of avoided a lot of downtime that way. Yeah. I, I just luck. I mean, I feel super grateful for being able to book appointments and stuff. But like when I was coming and guesting, I would post on the Instagram or whatever. And usually I would, uh, it would be booked like full yeah. which is great you know do you got some people from from the san diego days driving up oh yeah yeah san diego i have people from fallon that come down and get tattooed oh, shit. um well it's yeah. probably nice for them is they want to like make a weekend of it anyways right totally. yeah it's not the worst place to come and yeah like, they go to disneyland yeah, you go and go disneyland, see you. you can go to the beach yeah it's cool come to socal get tattooed fuck it that's awesome take a trip so you've been down back down here for two years then yeah, October. Well, see, so you bought a month before me then. Yeah, October twenty twenty one, we moved in, and then yeah, I've been at Port City since then. Damn, that's sick. Mm -hmm. That's it's cool. Fucking flying by, it's crazy. How's the commute? Not too bad. I mean, Corona's close, but it can kind of get a little hectic on the ninety one for it's a not second. Bad. Yeah. That's good. Uh, some. I mean, some days it feels long, but yeah, it's usually. Oh, but you're on the bike a lot of times. Yeah, I took the fast track. Usually okay. I have the bike, and when I do have the motorcycle. It's cool because then it's like, that's like my me time. Yeah. You know, I get like 30 minutes to like do my hobby. Yeah. Which is sick. Cheat codes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So back to machines. So you're you're only running one machine right now? No, I'm running one. I use Scott Sylvia. Okay. Shout yeah. out Scott Sylvia. Yeah. Scott Sylvia shader for everything. Hmm. The ticket. Do you, but since you, you have two machines being worked on, do you do the lines, break down it? No. So <laughs> shitty thing is the two machines that I'm, that are in the mail from Scott right now. One was my daily liner. Uh huh. One was my daily shader. Uh huh. Uh, my shader broke a while ago. Uh huh. Sent that out. Finally figured out which other machine I can use. Like relearned how to tattoo. Yeah. Then my liner broke. So Damn. now I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to quit. <clears throat> yeah. That's you know? funny. Because you know when you get so comfortable with your stuff that anything else, you're just like, oh, this machine sucks. See, I'm too afraid. Of, I'm the opposite of that. I was that way. I like that. I can't do that. I like, think if that, I find I think, it and it works good, uh -huh. I'm using that motherfucker every tap. Every That's day. why you're breaking them. <laughs> you need yeah. more. Yeah. No, well, dude, I have 20 machines. Yeah. But I use two. You need 40. I've had 40. I still want anything between me and doing the job. That's why, like, I feel like my 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 fucking style or lack thereof is more of just like a, a subtraction of. It's just like a, a travel tat hack. All of it. Yeah. You know what I mean, I had to like, I think traveling made me, it kind of fucked me up in a lot of ways because I, I forgot how to set up. Like, mm, I remember yeah. I was back. I was, I'd moved back down here, opening night and win. And I was, I think Tony helped set me up. For some reason and i apprenticed him years ago right yeah. and he's all like and he set me up with my i'm left-handed he set my big ink cap forward closest to my rinse cup and then the caps back this way and i'm like why the fuck you set me up backwards he's like that's the way you set up and i'm like what do you mean he's like yeah you always told me you put your black at the end so if you dip in your black and your machine spits it spits away from your colored ink caps then you come Damn. over and you tattoo. Smart, dude. Fucking, just, I was, I was, but I completely, dude, I completely forgot. <laughs> and 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 that's I'm a I, mess, dude. So I had that shit figured out prior, and then I think from tattooing left hand stations, right hand stations, uh, just using whatever ink caps they had and whatever rubber band and paper towel, fold it four times, use as a grommet. Like it just, it it didn't matter. I just need to bring my client to me, have my step somewhere near me. Inks on my knee. I'm not tripping on it. Just getting the thing done. Mm -hmm. When it came down to finding how to get comfortable in my spot, I, I forgot my way. Because I didn't have a way. My way yeah. was wherever I'm at that day. You yeah. know? See, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Um, like, I use... Traveling was hard for me because... This isn't my lamp. Oh, my God. Yeah. Exa aside from just being out of your element, like, mm -hmm. I used steel tubes for, like, 10 yeah. years straight. Yeah. So, when I... I mean, I would just take my steel tubes when I would do a convention, mm -hmm. um, which was a pain in the ass. Right. And then now I just switched to all disposable tubes because mm -hmm. I would like to be able to just travel mm -hmm. and there not be that. Um, King on gross tube sucks. Yeah. Well, that and then like I, I just if I need to use a disposable tube, that's my norm yeah. now. So that's one less variable. Exactly. Uh, to, to be concerned about. Yeah. So. I finally switched and uh, it's nice to be able to just like use it because yeah. it's so normal to use disposable tubes now. It's like foreign when people use steel. Right. But I was using like the twist lock grip mm -hmm. with the metal stem. Right. Like I was doing anything to like try and right. stay, but that's so expensive. Yeah. It's just annoying. Like I yeah, just want like to use I want it to be easy to travel. Right. That, that's what I found too. I, I stopped. I kept my stuff set up for travel. So even when I was 
home, I was still working out of my little tackle box because I didn't want to have to forget something or unpack or not. So I kind of kept things condensed down. And then um, now it's kind of weird. I still kind of have it, but when I went and tattooed, um, I haven't done too many guest spots in the last couple of years, but it was a little off not having my stuff. Sure. Because now I've kind of found my groove back again a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do have like, I feel like I am making the best tattoos I've ever made in my shops because I have my shit there. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I go somewhere else, like I can fake the funk, but I'm not as comfortable not on my chair and not in my corner yeah. with not my light and not my music and not my friends. And like, totally. it's not the totally same. Different. Yeah. yeah. Like where I work is an extension of the work that I create. So if you want the fucking Wayne thing, you got to come to me to a yeah. certain extent totally. and I could go there and do it for you, but it's not gonna be the thing that you that you saw yeah it's not when you're like in your groove right yeah it's true when you're busy at home and you're comfortable and you're like in your zone Mm -hmm. and everything your machines are working good yeah um the customers are good yeah you're gonna do your best shit you know yeah it's absolutely true i feel like um it's kind of hard to find in between lately. I've been kind of like setting up. I've been starting to do what you said, where I, I set my tackle box back up. I put enough shit in San Diego to where it's there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to bring anything, but I'm terrified to go. And what if I don't have grommets there or something? Oh, yeah. So I've been still lugging something around, but I had a sidewinder there that I really fucking like, and I was feeling it last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I brought it with me back to Riverside, Uh-oh. but I kept it in the little tackle box. So then uh, tattooing last couple of days, it was just like in my trunk. So I just use my coil machines that are in my drawer. Yeah. And then now it's going to be, I don't know. Now, now it just has me more off because I'm not even the machine that I liked over there. I brought it over here. I'm not even using it over here. And now it's not going to be over there. <laughs> yeah. So again, I just have to have shit everywhere. I just want to be able up. to have enough stuff. Like if I have a collection of a bunch of shit, I just want to put it half of it over there and half it over here, have too much shit there, too much shit here. So when I go to my other spot, it's a nice surprise. I haven't used that thing in a while. Yeah. I know I have stuff I like there. I know stuff I like here. Totally. And then as for the, the box of, of stuff, a lot of it is sentimental. Like, like this one, this, I brought this around the world. Then this thing's broken. Like the button's broken. The display doesn't work. The magnets have broken off, but this thing's been with me to England, to Australia. It's been across 30 States and I could get it fixed. Freedom electric. Yeah. Best, worst power supply I've ever had. Oh, they're the best. It's the best. It's only the worst because it's the one that doesn't work. Unplugged. Yeah. I should always unplugged. Dude, I pop this shit in my pocket of my apron and I'm I'm Damn, wireless, that's, baby. That's smart. Dude, I'm I out here. Done that. I love it. I um, have a tray now. I tattoo off of a like okay. a, a little tray. Yeah. But I have my power supply on my tray. Uh-huh. It's it's the best. Yeah, I I, I love I'm it. I'm trying to keep it as like Yeah. This yeah, as yeah. possible. Like I uh-huh. don't want to be The U turn is a bad move. Oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah. Yeah, you lose a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. I'm trying to streamline that shit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in my setup shit, I've figured out really clever things and really clever hacks. But I've also found out worse ones that took me away from that. And th- and then I forgot the good thing that I'd figured out in the past. Sure. So trying new shit's cool, but maybe that's the benefit of being set in your ways as you because you know what you're doing every day. Maybe. I don't know if I don't think I've ever tried any hacks with setting up. I don't really care. I'm a tat hacker. Everyone knows it. They call me a hack around town. (laughs) Oh, there's that hack again. (laughs) 
And I'm like, oh, Hacking the mainframe. please, man. Yeah, that's you it. know, they also have other words for me, like scratcher. I don't know what it means. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. Heard that one. Scratcher, <laughs> hack. I've heard it all. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Making me blush. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think um, it's the quest for like more. Like you want to buy the next thing. You want to try the new shit. I, I've tried to move away from it. Like I said, try to just like, I need it. When I'm tempted, I have it in the box. Sure. But my drawer, I try to keep it pretty condensed. When it starts getting full, that's when I decide, okay, I might sell a couple of these. I have a memory with this one. Put it in the box. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a cool display thing in here of all my machines and stuff. And then I, I uh, got this different uh, stereo setup. Cardboard box? Cardboard box isn't as cool, I will say. It's a nice box. <laughs> it's a fucking, dude. It's a good box. That card is some, that's some <laughs> board. Yeah. Good box, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Who needs so, a display? I don't know. I'd like to do something. I thought about doing something behind you, like like making little tiny, like little tiny things, and having machines just fucking stacked up behind That'd be there. Cool. You could do like two. Uh huh. Each. Yeah. Almost like these record shelves, and make like little little pegs, like little metal dowels, where I can just like have it mounted. Yeah. Have rows of them. That'd be sick. You know, because I have some that have notes too. Some are gifts. Some are just. Some are like my first machines or I have memories with all of them. So yeah. I don't want to give, and the one, some of the ones I've sold, I've really regretted selling, you know? I don't think I've ever regretted selling a tap machine. Really? Mm -mm. Damn. I don't it's really your sword, dude. I don't really get attached to them. Damn. You got that hand poker mentality. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm on, I'm on to the next. This is deep, but I feel like I don't have anything from my childhood. I don't have any, many pictures and stuff like that. And I don't You're like just give them a cardboard box full of tattoo machines. Yeah, dude. I, I kind of want to like remember this stuff. I want to look back on it, you know? So I have like boxes in here of like memory shit. Like I I probably have some of your business cards from years ago, stickers. I keep all that shit from everyone. Yeah. I have I a lot too. of stuff. I keep that kind of stuff. Uh huh. I don't know why, but same reason I keep the box and machines and shit. I know it's I got fun to look through. Yeah. I got to clean some house. I never get rid of music. Like I have every CD I've ever had. And like, I, wow. I have, uh, I have all that shit. Dude, I got, I got him CDs from high school. Embarrassing. Is it in like a CD case? Like no, I lost all the cases because uh -oh. you know, that's a, that's a that's bitch. Where all on the the CDs were probably, I know. Well, like I, I got the big books of the CDs, So easy yeah. to take in, take out, you know? Yeah. So I lost a lot of the cases. I still have, Still have quite a few. I stopped buying CDs maybe 2000 and like, I bought them up until, I don't know, up until I was like 19, 20, 21. But around that time I was buying records and stuff. Up until my car didn't have a CD player probably. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, now if I'm going to purchase music, I buy vinyl. I don't buy a CD. I buy yeah. cassettes here and there. They're fun. But um, but I want to buy something of value that's, that's harder to replicate. You can't just burn a record on your yeah i don't know i just sure and it, i like you know when i was a kid i'd sit down and like open the cd and read the lyrics and read everything and like well how much cool would that be if it was three times the size and you have a bigger <laughs> picture on there you know yeah. so yeah, vinyl is cool to collect I like yeah vinyl. i can justify spending money on vinyl yeah i mean it's just even if you're not listening it's cool wall art you know mm -hmm. yeah i like it and it just i don't know it just feels valuable it's interesting that like that physical media has become popular again. That's cool. Yeah. It's a good switch. I seen, I went to like FYE in the mall and they had like, they had vinyl there and it was all like new shit, like, like Lana Del Rey mm -hmm. and whatever. And like those records are like 50 bucks. Yeah. Oh, totally. 
some of them were like some of them not even rare shit like like uh, some Elton John greatest hits blah 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 like mm-hmm. you could just go to the thrift store and get the one like yeah totally the price is insane yeah I mean you can go to Walmart and buy vinyl now oh shit I saw that Barnes and Noble same kind of thing like really really expensive yeah yeah I don't know I think it's for people that don't actually listen to the records though it's like yeah it's, it's like a, just a, like they'll get it and set it up and it's like a third thing it's a Hot Wheel yeah yeah but expensive like a, one yeah. You fuck with fingerboards? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Do you really? Yeah. Are you good? Uh, I could, like, do a kickflip. Shit. Um, I don't have one right now, but I've yeah. definitely bought, like, a wooden one. There's a there's a place in Santa Ana that sells, like, they... It's a really small store, but, like, outside of it, they have, like, a full skate park, like, a fingerboard skate park. That no fucking do. way. Yeah, I've never got down at the park. But People I go? I did buy... Oh, yeah, it's busy there. Whoa. I bought, like, a curb. Uh-huh. It was probably, like, $60. Damn, dude, I'll make you a curb. I know. It was it was heat of the moment thing, you know? Yeah. Bought a new board. <laughs> Just, like, a shop board. Just pop know? in the pocket. Yeah. That's crazy. They yeah. sell... I don't want to say the R word, real... But do they make they sell they sell big stuff too? Um, I can't remember. That seems like a missed opportunity. It's like a hip, it's like a hip store. Yeah. Um, I think they just sell like candy, like uh, funky, funky okay. candy, and like yeah. weird sodas and like yeah, like fanny packs and stuff. That's pretty know? cool. Yeah, I've never been good at the fingerboard thing. But in those in third grade, I had like a fingerboard skate shop in my backpack, and I'd buy. Whoa. Here's my cheat code. I would buy the fingerboard and it would come with like the spare truck, the wheels, whatever. Right. And then I'd buy the bootleg one, which is the same shit. Just not cool mm-hmm. graphic. I'd spray paint it, fuck around with it, whatever. And then I had this little case that held everything in my backpack and I would sell you like, all right, it'd be say a dollar for a deck. Right. Oh, you're like one stop skate shop. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I, but you could, but you could make your shit tight. Cause I might have like the off brand wheels, but, but you red. could, you can mismatch them. Oh yeah. So 25 cents a wheel. You're like, yo, I want to fucking, I'm, I'm feeling a little Christmassy. I want some <laughs> green and red. You know what I mean? And then the weird different colored hardware, but you could put on the legit tech deck board. And so I kind of divided mm-hmm. up. I figured out how to make it somewhat profitable to where it'd be like, yeah, I think it was a dollar for a board, 25 cents per wheel, and like 50 cents per truck. And and a complete deck would come out to the cost of what it would cost my cost. But I accumulated enough stuff that was mixed and matched yeah. to where I could kind of like sell you half of the bullshit mixed with the good shit in order for me to support my habit and buy more of it. Damn. Hustling, dude. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? Third grade. Third grade. Yeah. Damn, I also sold, hustler. dude, I also sold candy. I remember I have a funny poop story. So like there was, <laughs> there was a, there was these like fruit roll-ups, but they're airhead brand and they're like airhead sour fruit roll-up thingies. And I believe they're like red and like blue or something like that. Yeah. And my mom, we went to Costco and they sold like the big box, a box of like 30 or 50 of them. I can't remember how much it was, but I worked it out to where if I sold them for 25 cents each, then it would it would double the cost like afford to buy a second box. Yeah. And my mom, I think my mom instilled this in me. Like she told me I could hustle that, right? So I had a backpack full of fucking candy and I would I sold enough to be able to buy a box myself. And then I was able to do it again. And then I have a box for sale, a box for myself, and then profit to buy another it's like a three times markup kind of. I figured it out. Damn. 
And um, so one day I'm feeling fucking rich on top of the world and I ate an entire box. 30 of these things, uh, maybe 50, but I'm going to say 30 because I'm a humble man. And um, on an empty stomach. Oh, my God. <laughs> it painted me. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, I don't like candy anymore, dude. So, <laughs> so I fucking, so I ate the whole thing and, um, and I remember I pooped the next day and my poop was, <laughs> it was like half red and half blue. Wow. Yeah. And then the next day it was like, say half red, a quarter blue brown tip. <laughs> and then the next day, Damn. you know, half red, half blue, half brown. And then, you know, and then, you know, progressively day three, you know, you just got a little color in the bowl and that's it. Crazy. Yeah, it was hectic. That was a lot of red dye 40. Dude, right? That's why I'm this way. Yeah. That's how I got in the spectrum. <laughs> True. It's from that. Yeah. That one experience. Damn, it was hectic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I never got, oh, do you remember, do you ever make those uh, keychains, those little lanyards? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah those with the plastic yeah string yeah it's like the it's that. like the four like the one over twirl. one yeah yeah yes do you ever Ooh, the twirl dude mm -hmm. that's crazy i was gonna ask do you ever do the four where you're doing two strings over two strings over two we're doing them like thick yeah like like 12 different colors you ever sell those dude i just made a few missed opportunity player true i guess i wasn't on my hustle shit dude 25 cents an inch <laughs> Damn. fucking swear and like and parents thought it was cute so like the teacher would buy one for me because i'm the only one kid trying to sell one five bucks bitch dude i'm out there weaving dude <laughs> yeah weaving wayne they say oh yeah yeah wayne be weaving over there today <laughs> yeah dude you want to you want to keychain and come my way i'm telling you it was my thing that day <laughs> smart yeah i don't hey, know you're a genius <laughs> So maybe we should weave this podcast to an ending. Just call this a call this a wrap. A nice lanyard at that. A lanyard wrap. Yeah. This was easy, right? It wasn't fun. I mean, well, fuck. No, this was no fun. <laughs> it was. It was. I'm saying it wasn't. Um, you didn't seem nervous as you anticipated. No, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good host. No. Yeah, you made me coffee. Keep going. Tell me more. Uh, your house is cool. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool shit. Dude, I had to fucking thank you for coming hanging out with me. I had to fucking hound you hard on this. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't. I, I was sick and I mm. wanted to come, but I was nervous. Yeah. But now I'm here. You're a talker. You could do it. And now it's done. You're a podcaster. Yeah. Uh, I'm going on Joe Rogan next week. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. He heard yeah. I was doing this. So <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. He saw the microphone. He's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Seems yeah. This dude is using the sure. Yeah. Whatever. The yeah. SM the sure SMB for Benny. <clears throat> yeah. Makes me sound good. Did you like all those nicknames me and Cole gave you? Yeah. Those were crazy. Was he here <laughs> when you were doing that? No, but I sent him screenshots of the ones I was sending to you. Yeah. Was and, like, what was like 10? Yeah. He's quick with it too. You too. Yeah. We both got Good that. Price. both got that gift. The gift of gab. Quick, I'm not as quick witted. No. No. But I'll, you're. I'll but you're something like an hour later. I'm like that's a good one. See, you're. But you're smarter with your words. Mm. You less. You let out less regrettable statements. <laughs> <laughs> I let them fly, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah you're, you're, you're. You're. You're a careful connoisseur of your craft. Well, some might does say. Does that sound stupid? 
Yeah, that sounds stupid. I'm not going to say that. No, I say it loud. Say it loud? Yeah. Edit that shit out later. (laughs) (laughs) True.